0: Welcome to the Purple Jaguar. And we are back after a uh, hiatus, I would say. It wasn't my intention to stop the podcast for any extended period of time, but I grew tired of trying to cover the NBA and other sports that weren't football and NFL to be specific. So now that the NFL season is underway, the preseason anyways, we are going to do our preseason picks. This is where I have done the research, analyzed, looked at the rosters, and I've put together what I think is the most complete outlook of all the records across the entire NFL. Now, this is going to be a lot, and I might explain some teams, I might not. But what I'd like to do is I'd like to put this out there and then midway through the season look back, see how I'm doing, and then at the end of the season look back again and see how I did. So without further ado, here we go. So we're going to start with the AFC, and we're going to start in the AFC North. So the AFC North I have as follows. The Bengals at 12-5, and five, the Ravens at 11-6, and six, Steelers at 9-8 and and Browns at 8-9. I think this is one of the toughest divisions throughout the entire NFL, and I do think it's going to be a slugfest in this division. And it will probably go to the last weeks of the season to see who makes it into the playoffs as a wild card. Now, for the AFC South, I have the Jaguars pretty much running away with this division at 12-5. Now, a lot of my Win loss category is conservative in my opinion. The, the Jaguars could easily go fourteen and 13 and four, but I like twelve and five because it leaves a little wiggle room for a bad game. You know, uh, we've watched Trevor Lawrence in his last playoff game throw four picks in the first half, so let's see if he if that's him or if the second half is more of what Trevor Lawrence is going to be this year with Calvin Ridley coming back to the team after his suspension. So, Jaguars at twelve and five. Titans at 8-9. and nine. I still don't like the Titans quarterback situation. I don't think Ryan Tannehill is going to bring you over the hump. I do like that you added a piece with uh, Hopkins. And I like Burks. He's a good two-wide receiver. So I think that the skill p- pieces are in place. But I do not think you have the quarterback to really fight it out in the AFC. So Titans at 8-9. and nine. Colts, 5-12, and 12, respectfully. I think Anthony Richardson can be something great in years to come, but this year is going to be a lot of growing pains. He only played 13 games in college. He is a raw, talented athlete, and I think he'll get five wins, and he'll play respectably, and they'll have hope for the future. Now, the Texans, we know, is going to be a laughingstock. They drafted C.J. Stroud. His first playoff game, which is not a lot that you can get, he just looks uncomfortable. He looks like a rookie. And I think as far as that roster's built, I wouldn't even be surprised if they move to Davis Mills halfway through the season just to kind of save C.J. Stroud. So there's not a lot around him. They're going to be looking to fight for a first-round draft pick next year which they are giving to someone else. Next, AFC East. Now, AFC East is going to be in competition with the AFC North for the toughest division in the entire NFL. So, with the AFC East, I have the Bills winning the division again, going 12-5. and five. I think they made some key moves to put them in the right direction. They now have Miles Sanders, from the Eagles they also drafted high a tight end in Kincaid and I think that he's going to be an instrumental piece for Josh Allen's growth so I actually look for Josh Allen to have a breakout year or at least get rid of the interceptions have more of a safety blanket so we got Bills at 12-5 we have the Jets at 11-6 now this is this is the hard one do I, I I like the Jets defense I like their defense do I think that they're going to be able to put it together on offense? I think as long as they're scoring 17 to 20 points a game on offense, and that's not asking much. I mean, some of the lowest-ranking teams on offense last year averaged 19 points. Their defense is elite, like next level. So I like the Jets to go 11-6. and six. But be second in the division, so they'll get a playoff spot. Then we have the Dolphins at nine and eight. Now the Dolphins could swing one of two ways. I like nine and eight because it get like again, it gives me some l- wiggle room with these records. The Dolphins have all the talent in the world. Can't really they their defense is suspect. We don't know what's that what's that's going to look like, and we also don't know if Tua is going to be able to play. If he gets one more concussion, it might be the end of his career, and that kind of kills their playoff hopes. So I'm going to go with the conservative 9-8. and eight. And then bringing up the rear is the Patriots at 7-10. and 10. Now, as of today, it's rumored that they are going to sign Ezekiel Elliott. I don't think it matters. I think their defense is going to be in the top 10 this year, but their offense is not going to produce enough points to be able to keep up with all these other teams in the AFC. And their division is a gauntlet. So, yeah. In the AFC West, I have the Chiefs at 13-4 and four because they are always right up there at 13. 12-13 wins is a good prediction for the Chiefs. They won 14 games last year, and there were some times during that season that we didn't I mean, obviously I'm a Chiefs fan, but there was there, they struggled. They struggled to win games against bad teams. They had two tough games against the Broncos who are going to be even better this year. So I think 13 and four is realistic. The Chargers next at 11-6. and six. I like the Chargers roster. I like the addition of Kellen Moore as an offensive coordinator to help Justin Herbert take that next step. They have all the talent in the world on their offense. They are going to be able to score with anyone. If their defense can stay healthy, they have all-stars on the defensive side of the ball. But they find a way to lose to the Chiefs twice a year, every year. So that's two losses. And then there are going to be some games where Justin Herbert maybe isn't doing enough or is trying to do too much. And so I see them going 11-6. Strong team. But again, the NFL, especially the AFC, is the best it's been in years. So it's going to be tough. I like the Broncos at 10-7. and seven. Now 10-7 is me actually being a little bit more liberal with it. We don't know if they're going to if Sean Payton's going to be able to put this team together, especially a year after just a catastrophe, if you will. Their offensive line looked rough in the first game of the preseason. That's not to say that they won't, you know, figure it out and get it together, but 10 and 7 is me being nice. I wouldn't be surprised if they still go 8-9-9 and, nine, nine and 8. And then we have the Raiders. Who might be in the sweepstakes for Caleb Williams next year at three and fourteen. I just I don't believe in Josh McDaniel. I don't think they should have moved off Derek Carr, and the way they did it left a bad taste in my mouth as far as that organization's concerned. They have one good defensive piece. They do have Devontae Adams, but who's gonna throw him the ball? Is Jimmy Garoppolo going to be the quarterback we think he is, or was it the Kyle Shanahan system that made Jimmy Garoppolo good? So we're going to find out a lot, but I think 3-14 is fair. Now let's move over to the NFC. Now the NFC is – the way I view the NFC is it can be tricky, or it can be – what's the word I want to use? Deceiving. Because you'll see the records, and you'll think, wow, this team's really good. And we did that last year with the Eagles. We thought the Eagles were a complete and total juggernaut. Now, I know they ran up against Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid, and I mean, you see what happened. But if you look at the stats, whenever they played competent quarterbacks, they were giving up a lot of points on defense. Now, can they make turnovers? Yes, they are ball hawks over there. But they did lose some pieces. Uh, there's some veteran players that are another year older. So we'll just look for a drawback. So let's go through the NFC. So we're going to start with the NFC North. And I think the Vikings are going to take a step back. I don't think they're going to be bad. Some people are thinking they they might be bad. Like middle of the road bad. Like 8-9, and 9-8 nine, nine and eight kind of bad. I think they're going to be a respectable 10-7. and seven. I think that they aren't going to win as many of those one-score games as they did last year. Their defense is... Terrible. Like, the worst in the league. And I know I like Kirk Cousins. I think he's a above-average quarterback. I think he has great talent around him. But they got rid of Dalvin Cook, who was a great running back to kind of keep the offense on the field and keep them from being exposed by their defense. He's no longer there. And so I do think that the Vikings take a step back. Now, 10-7... and seven, is highballing them in my opinion. it would not surprise me to see them go nine and eight eight and nine. We'll see how the season plays out. then we have the Lions who are going to win this division in my opinion at 11 and six. I think 11 and six they have a good schedule now they're going to come out and start against the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs are going to win that game but I do think that the Lions are going to be able to beat up on a weak NFC. And I think that the Lions have enough talent on offense to really, really turn some heads this season. And so I look for the Lions to win this division at 11-6. and six. I look for the Bears to be respectable this year. And that is a huge step in the right direction. I think they got all the pieces that they need to to make sure Justin Fields is what they think he is, which is a franchise quarterback. And I think the Bears are going to go 8-9. and nine. I think that they they have a lot of young pieces on defense, their offense, they're going to have to get some, you know, reps together. They're going to have to start gelling. But I think they have a solid young tight end. They have a really good one receiver. They have a good two receiver. And their quarterback is dynamic. So if he gets some time and he starts getting comfortable, I look for Justin Fields to have a huge fantasy year. But as far as win-loss, I like 8-9 and nine for them. And then I see the Packers going 6-11. and 11. So here's the thing with the Packers. The Packers have a good young core of receivers. I like the receivers. They have fantastic backs and Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. Fantastic backs. Jordan Love is in his fourth year, and I think that they're going to have to use Jordan Love like the 49ers use Brock Purdy, whereas there is some limitation there there's going to be some decisions that are taken out of his hands. Their offense is going to run on one or two options, get the ball out, throw it away. I think it's going to be very vanilla, which makes for a predictable game plan. And I think that's not going to bode well because their defense is nothing – like the 49ers. Their defense is not going to win them games. Their defense might keep them in games, but it's not going to win games for them. And so I look for the Packers to take quite a step back and start realizing that they need to rebuild. And so I like the Packers at 6-11. So we have the Lions winning the NFC North. The NFC South is a stinker. Is an absolute stinker. So I have the Saints winning the NFC South at 11-6. and six. I think Derek Carr is going to have career-high stats. I think that the Saints' offense is going to be very good. Especially, again, caveat all this with they're in the NFC. They're in the NFC South. Six of their games are going to be against pretty average to bad teams. So I think the Saints are going to have good statistics. They're going to look good on paper. I don't know how they're going to compare to the juggernauts of the NFC, and absolutely, they're mid middle tier in the AFC. But in the NFC South, they're going to be dominant. I have them going 11-6. and six. I have the Falcons behind them at 7-10, and 10, which again, their quarterback's name is Desmond Ritter. That's all you need to know. I have the Panthers at 9 and 8. The Panthers might squeak into the playoffs. Maybe. I have to go back through my records and see where they would sit. But I think that they might squeak into the playoffs. I like Bryce Young. I like his, his, his command. He seems to be very mature for his age. He has all the skills except for height and weight. He's just small and short. But we've seen quarterbacks have success being small and short if they have a pretty sharp brain. And so, I think they could go 9 and 8 and maybe sneak into the playoffs in the last wild card spot. I also have the Bucks going 5 and 12. The Bucks are they're paying the bill for going to get Tom Brady, paying a lot of players. The bill's coming due and you're going to be in turnover for a couple years. And that's just the way it works. You got a you you got a Super Bowl out of it, that's great, but the bill's due. It's time to pay. In the NFC East, this is going to be the most competitive um, division in the NFC. And I have the Cowboys actually winning the NFC East, going 13-4. I like them to be the one seed out of the NFC. I say this because they added more talent to the offense while still keeping intact their top-tier defense. I think that as long as... Dak Prescott doesn't turn the ball over as much as he did last year, which is not asking much. They should have all the talent in the world to be able to score 28 points a game, roughly 25, 28 points a game, and their defense is only going to allow 14 to 17 because their defense is opportunistic. They have a fantastic defensive line. I would say their defense is second to only the 49ers in the NFC. So I like the Cowboys to go 13-4. and four. I had the Eagles going 11-6. I have them coming back down to earth a little bit. Their schedule is going to be harder. They are going to have a little bit of a Super Bowl hangover. They didn't bring all the people back on defense that they had last year. Um, they did bring their offensive line back, so I think their offense is still going to be potent. But I do think their defense is going to allow other teams to score like they did the Chiefs. Chiefs carved them up like a Swiss cheese. And so I think other pe- teams are going to watch that tape and see what the Chiefs did. And Eagles are going to get a little bit exposed. They are going to make the playoffs. They are going to be a wild card. They are still going to be good. I have the Giants going 9-8. and eight. They're going to take a little step back because they're the Giants. And Brian Dayball... While he is coach of the year, why he is one of my favorite coaches to watch, Daniel Jones is Daniel Jones. And with all the stuff that happened with Saquon Barkley, with the fact that we still don't know any of the names of your wide receivers, I think Isaiah Hodgins, I think, is your number one. And you have Darren Waller, while is a fantastic talent, is injury prone. So I like the Giants to take a step back, go nine and eight. They might be fighting for that last wild card spot in the NFC. And then I have the commanders going seven and ten. With this being the toughest division in the NFC, I think one of the teams is gonna have to look like that, seven and ten. Because one of those teams is going to continually get beat up on by the other teams. So the commanders do have the potential to have a very good defense and Sam Howell's their quarterback, even with Eric Bieniemy, which we've already heard some chitter chatter about how tough he is on the players out of their camp. I still say seven and ten, and I don't think it's a bad seven and ten. I think it's a close games, divisional opponents, things like that. Seven and ten. All right, NFC West. Last one. Woo. NFC West. I have the 49ers winning at 12 and five. 49ers are good regardless of who's behind center. That's just the way it is. They have Debo Samuel, they have Brandon Ayuk, they have George Kittle, they have Christian McCaffrey. I mean, good night. The only reason I feel like they weren't even close in the NFC title game was the fact that they didn't have a quarterback on the roster that could throw a pass. So I do feel like the 49ers are still going to be a strong team. They will be fighting with the Cowboys for the number one seed, but ultimately I think the Cowboys are going to win that out. The Seahawks take a step back, 9-8. and eight. I have a lot of 9-8 and eight teams in the NFC. Again, I give myself some wiggle room. The NFC is a little bit unpredictable due to the fact that none of these teams are elite. And so 9 and 8 for the Seahawks. And then I have the Rams going 7 and 10. I have too much respect for Sean McVay for him to have back-to-back terrible seasons unless he is trying to to get higher in the draft and go get a quarterback next season, or next draft. The Cardinals at 2 and 15. Now the Cardinals are expected to be the laughingstock of the NFL. And I think they're going to do that on purpose. They have their first-round pick and I think the Texans' first-round pick next year. And so between them and the Texans, it's who's going to have the worst record. And either way, I think the Arizona Cardinals are going to put themselves on the trajectory to rebuild after everything that's happened. Now, with that being said, my playoff teams, let me go through here because i got to kind of look, but my playoff teams for the AFC are going to be as follows. The Chiefs. The Chiefs, the Bengals, the Bills, the Jaguars, okay? Then we have the Jets, the Chargers, Chiefs, Bengals, Bills, Jaguars, Jets, Chargers, that's six. And then the Broncos. I think the Broncos squeak in to the last playoff seed. That's if their offensive line can help Russell Wilson. In the NFC, I have the Cowboys, the 49ers, okay, I have the Lions, the Saints, and then we have the Eagles, the Vikings, and it's going to be a toss-up. Right now, I have three teams at 9 and 8. The Giants, Seahawks, and Panthers are going to all be at 9 and 8. And so, again, I think they're all going to be fighting for that last spot in the playoffs. With that being said, I mean, we'll see what happens. I I think I'm going to be right. We'll check back on it. I'll be with you every week during this entire season. And I look forward to uh, (laughs) watching football again, meaningful football. So thank you for listening. This is the Purple Jaguar. And have a blessed day.